0: Hello, this is Ben Thompson, Doctor of Audiology and Tinnitus Specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson Aud. I hope you find the information you need, and I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Well, I think it's important not to give up hope uh, and not to uh, let the tinnitus uh, overwhelm you. Uh, it, it can do that if you if it's really bad, but I think you've got to have hope and start a journey of, of research, and start to find some answers. And I think it, I think what is also would be very good, and I think it's been very helpful for me, and that is to get involved in, in um, a support group.
0: So we're here with Richard. Richard is from South Australia. Richard is explaining how he developed tinnitus from a very stressful period in his life where he lost his wife he lost his partner and that that experience caused a lot of a lot of physical stress on the body and on the mind richard would you be able to explain what your what your tinnitus level was before this period of intense stress happened and how that really started to progress over time
1: well, before we had the situation, I didn't suffer any tinnitus, um, and then I started to started to be very low. I could start to hear this noise. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was an, elect- an electronic noise of some kind. Thought it might have been the TV or something, and then it just got worse. Basically, as we went through the situation, I th- eventually I would have said that it was probably you know, six out of, about six out of ten. I reckon was where I was sitting in terms of the. Um, level that I was suffering.
0: So that, how quickly did it take for you to go from not perceiving any tinnitus at all to six out of ten loudness?
1: Oh, with I'd say twelve months. Okay.
0: And what was going on inside inside your mind and in your body during that twelve months?
1: Well, there was a lot of intense. Uh, it was a very intense situation because I was uh, taking my wife to numerous uh, treatment sessions, um, uh, chemotherapy, radiotherapy. It was every day and she was, I was watching her just getting worse and worse and it was terribly stressful. Um, and then we came into the caring phase where I looked after and cared for her myself. Um, and it was very, very difficult, and it got worse. So I, it was just purely my response to that situation and the stress levels that I suffered, basically. Mm.
0: Wow. And for those who are listening, we, we may have heard before that tinnitus can be linked to stress. And when did you first research or learn about this relationship between stress and ringing in the ears?
1: Well, The first thing, if I might say, is I did seek some help from uh, doctors because, obviously, what do I do? So I went to the GP uh, originally, and uh, he basically didn't give me any help at all. He basically said, you've got to put up with this. There's nothing you can do about it. It might go away. That was his answer. After that, I had gone to an audiology practice, and went through all the testing, and they checked my hearing and told me my hearing was very good for my age. The same response, there's no treatment for tinnitus, we can't help you. I went to an ear, nose and throat specialist after that, and he said the same thing, you've just got to put up with it. So um, that's that was that situation. Um, and what was your question? The other part of your question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You shared how you saw multiple doctors. You ruled out any medical uh, treatable cause. There's no, there's no brain tumor. There's no, there's nothing wrong. Nothing immediately wrong with your ears. There's no major hearing loss. So, how did that sit with you? what What were What were they recommending? Your doctors recommending as the next steps, and then how did you basically end up? Uh, learning about this yourself after that?
1: So so basically when I received those responses, uh, I was rather dismayed because I thought here's the medical profession telling me I've got to put up with this for the rest of my life. And it was pretty bad. So I thought I can't accept that that is correct and there must be an answer somewhere. So I started to research basically through the internet uh, to find options and answers and what could be done. So I did learn a few things. And eventually, of course, I came to your website and joined into the group sessions, which I think you'll probably want to discuss a bit later. So I found, I sort of found a few things that I should be doing. I had a basic, a number of resources, including some books I was reading on health issues. So I I tried to implement some of those strategies to try and see what would happen if I did that.
0: Yeah. You went on the internet, you found different providers and, Eventually we work together, but I wanna focus this interview about your story so that it can help others who may have also developed tinnitus related to stress. Um, So from knowing you, I learned that you made some changes to your lifestyle, your diet, which affected your energy levels and your overall wellness and nutrition and health. Uh, when at what point on your journey did that become relevant, and did you experiment with that?
1: I would say probably about about twelve months ago, I started to implement some changes in my life, um, and uh, I I came to the point where I thought the uh, from what I'd learned, I came to the point that I thought this was not a one way of fix. It was a, a multiple way of trying to find a relief, and so I tried to take a holistic approach to dealing with the whole issue. So in terms of that, what I did, um, the immediate thing that I needed to do, because I was suffering fairly badly, I tried to find some masking therapies just to try and give me a little bit of temporary relief to get to sleep, that kind of thing. Um, And then I looked at my diet, and I decided that, and from what I'd learned it would be a good idea to not to get rid of sugar. So I've tried to get get rid of sugar out of my diet. Obviously, it's in some foods you buy, but I tend not to buy processed foods anyway. So I try to get rid of sugar. I try to reduce coffee. I got that right down, maybe one a cup, sometimes two cups a day. Um, and I try to reduce carbs. So I did that, as you know. And then the other thing I did, I introduced much more plant-based food in my diet and red meat. I would very rarely eat. I mean, I might eat a little bit, but not a lot, not a lot, nothing like I was eating. I mean, when I was I was quite big at the time previously, I would have, I've, I have sat down and don't, I don't know if you American people would do this, but I sat down and I have eaten a 500-gram steak before. But now if I have a steak at all, it might be 100 grams and that would be it. So I, I have very little red meat. Uh, also, uh, I got involved with exercise programs. Uh, like daily exercise and then a bit of some walking. And then I have got a, an activity I get involved in, which is which is a, a sport, a bit of a sport that I do, which also involves a lot of walking. So that, that's been quite helpful. And I found that by doing that, I did uh, find some some things change. I also reduced alcohol intake as well. So that was the dietary side. Uh, apart from that, I tried some other things. I tried uh, a craniosacral therapy. I did that for a few times through my physio. I found that was helpful. It sort of relaxed me. Um, I can't really attribute necessarily that that was a big factor, but it was helpful. Uh, and then at the moment I do body scans. Uh, I do I go to yoga classes, not not a lot, but I, I try and go to yoga classes. Um, I I have started the mind meditation, particularly when I came to your site and I learned how to do that. That's been very helpful. Um, I've used white noise to help me at times if I need it. I don't use it much, but sometimes if it, if it picks up a bit, I might do that. Uh, and I found that keeping busy is helpful because it distracts you from the sounds that might be happening at the time. And so I'm trying to do things and be active in my life. And I found that by doing all that, the level of my has dropped down significantly. I think it's significantly. Um, If if you ask me what is my default level, uh, I'd say it's about three. But then I have times when it might only be one. So it's, it's reduced significantly, certainly to the point where my life is my lifestyle and my life is manageable and i'm coping with it and i'm i'm basically living a normal life
0: fantastic it sounds like the definition of habituation that we would hope our patients or clients in general or anyone with tinnitus can eventually get to and from what you're sharing you use a holistic approach focusing on your overall wellness your the health of your mind the health of your body of your nutrition your, the health of your stomach, what we're eating. And within a year period, you reduced that high alert stress response from the body and returned close back to normal, back to where it was. Yes. So question, question, I mean, first of all, congratulations. And I'm really happy we could connect so that we can share this story to other individuals with tinnitus and to other doctors and audiologists about how there are there are various ways to proceed with tinnitus care. It doesn't have to be the medical model only or an alternative model only. It has to be something that feels right for the individual. Um, and what we know is that when we focus on, on the, the psychology and getting out of the mind into the physical body, as well as using sound therapy, or like you said, different forms of, uh, some call it masking, others call it soothing sounds. All of those together over time can lead towards habituation. Um, So yeah, just again to to say congratulations and how much work did it take? How How hard was this for you? Because from what you've told me previously, this was a pretty major lifestyle change for you. You were trying and having to be consistent with a lot of new changes to your diet, to your, uh, to your, to what you were doing, your activities. So how hard was this for you to implement long-term?
1: Well, it was quite, it was quite a challenge and, uh, you know, to change my diet, I suppose, and previously would have been uh, more of a Western diet, I guess you could say. Uh, I, I was never big on, on junk food, so I never really ate that. But I think I ate too much. Certainly, I, I ate too much in the way of carbs. Um, and so it was a big change to try and face that, and especially on my own because I have to do all my own food preparation. Uh, but I just wanted to take up the challenge. It, it was it, it was difficult, uh, but nevertheless, uh, I've, I'm basically accustomed to that now and I'm I'm very conscious of what I eat. Uh, When I go in the supermarket and I purchase my food for the week, I look at what's on the back of the label and what the sugar level is and what the carb level is and all the rest of it. So I'm very careful what I buy. Um, And it doesn't mean that I'm perfect in my diet, but I'm a lot better than I ever was. Uh, I've lost a lot of weight since I did that. I've probably lost at least 20 kilos. So that's been helpful too. It's made me feel happier, feel, feel fitter. Uh, the exercise has made me feel much more mobile, and um, you know, capable of doing a lot of things. I mean, I'm not, not a young man, as you can probably see looking at me, uh, but I feel I'm fitter now than I was ten years ago, and I, I think that's a fair comment. So, uh, yes, it's been it has been a tough journey, but I, I, you just got to do it. That's what I felt. If you want a result, you've got to you've got to make the time and you've got to make the effort to get there. So.
0: Yeah, thank thank you for sharing. This is an amazing story. Now, from what you learned online, why did you decide to go with this holistic approach versus some other recommendations you've seen, perhaps, or what what gave you the confidence, or what did you what did you uh, view, what videos did you see, or what did you read that pushed you forward in this healthy way instead of being distracted by waiting for the cure or following the research really closely about pharmaceutical uh, research projects? How did you approach this? Because there's a sea of information and sometimes it's hard for us to be focused on the simple, effective, long-term strategies.
1: Okay, well, I think, first of all, I've never been somebody that's big on drugs or pharmaceutical drugs. I've always felt that there is... Uh, alternatives to that, Uh, and there are natural ways of uh, finding answers. And so it's just a matter of making the effort to try and research to see what is available and then to implement that. Uh, In terms of diet, um, when my wife wasn't well, uh, I read a lot of books regarding diet because that is something that is um, relevant to people who are suffering from cancer um and in some cases if if it's early stages you can have better results if you've got your diet right and uh you know you're not eating the wrong foods so i I got to learn a fair bit about about diet and um i was sort of got basically pushed along the way of increasing plant-based foods uh, rather than a lot of um carbo carbo foods that you buy or processed foods so i felt that was a healthier way to go and my my view was that if i'm at least having my diet right and i'm feeling healthy it's got to be a plus in relation to anything else that might happen in terms of getting some answers from the thank
0: you that makes a lot of sense and from what i've seen in various individuals The tinnitus is a healthometer or a sign from our body that something's off. And the topic of this conversation has been stress or something external, really putting our body into high alert, into a very stressful period of time. So that healthometer is giving this signal to our brain, something's off here. And then we're invited to recalibrate or make changes, take action to make changes to come back to our homeostasis or back to our center. And then for, in, for stories like yourself, where you take that, that signal that something's off. And not only do you get back to where it was before in terms of your overall health and your stress level, but you actually make more progress so that like you said, you're feel in terms of your diet, nutrition, and overall wellness, you're feeling better now than you did 10 years ago. So that's really fascinating. Do you have any comments on that?
1: Um, well, just that I, I really enjoy feeling a lot better <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, and particularly as I'm getting older, I, I, I don't want to become, I don't particularly want to become um, ill due to, um, not in the, not having a good diet. I mean, uh, I think there are some things you can do to try and avoid getting things. I know we can't, we we don't know our journey going forward, but uh, in our own uh, our own strength or the things that we do, we can be a bit more careful. In other words, don't bring something on by being foolish in what you do. Basically, yeah, yeah I
0: think, I think- a, lot
1: of, a lot of disease is a result of. Bad diets, and you know, the Western diet is probably one of the worst.
0: Yeah, you know, the- thank you for sharing that. And just as a recap, what is your hearing level? May I ask? Do you have a normal hearing test or a degree of hearing loss? What, what was that test result when you did it?
1: Uh, the uh, audio meter you'd be speaking about,
0: correct? Yes, the audiogram, the hearing test result.
1: I what they said to me was you, you've got normal hearing. Uh, right up to the end of the chart, uh, which I think's got to do with the various, uh, a various particular kind of sound, where it seems to have dropped off a bit. But they said that's very, very good. You know, Sonny, it would be very—that's quite a good result for someone your age. So, that's. The, do you want to see the chart?
0: Well, it sounds like you're describing you have overall normal hearing for most of the pitches, but in the highest pitch tones, the highest frequencies. It's a milder form of hearing loss. And, and that is the most common expression of someone who maybe sees me or sees an audiologist for a new diagnosis of tinnitus. They overall have good hearing, but their hearing system isn't textbook perfect. And because of that, they likely had some lingering, some tinnitus or some neurological, um, a door open for tinnitus to come through. And then when other factors like feeling anxiety, feeling stress, going through a hard period of life come come into our nervous system, into our body, and into our emotional brain, then that can make that tinnitus, which was previously so small, you weren't thinking about it, it can ramp it up completely. So that hearing test result is pretty consistent um, with your story and with what a lot of others are reporting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what would you? What advice would you have for someone who has had tinnitus for three months, they've had stress in their lives? I mean, right now we are recording this during coronavirus, during COVID-19, where there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear through the media, there's a lot of internal challenges we're all facing in these unprecedented times. Um, so I think for a lot of people, this is one of the most stressful periods of their life. Uh, what advice would you have to your former self, maybe when you were three months into this challenging, stressful time in your life?
1: Well, I think it's important not to give up hope uh, and not to um, let the tinnitus uh, overwhelm you. Uh, it, it can do that if you, if it's really bad, but I think you've got to have hope and start a journey of of research and start to find some answers. And I think it, I think what is also would be very good, and I think it's been very helpful for me, and that is to get involved in, in um, a support group uh, like yours, for example. Um, and that, I found that very valuable, uh, hearing the stories and the journeys of others and hearing some of the things they've gone through and some of the strategies that they've employed Uh, and knowing that the support's there if you need it, if things get really bad and you don't feel like you're on your own. I think the worst thing is if you've got to face this on your own and it can get so terrible, what do you do about it? So I think the support that you need is worth having and I would recommend anybody that's facing this, particularly early in their journey, uh, now's the time to start to research and try and hook into a support group somewhere that's going to help you and you've got people to talk to and share with.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And for anyone who's listening, leave a comment below. If you're looking for a support group, I'll try to answer any comments or if you want to email or contact me, you can go to Uh, We have the group coaching program. That's how Richard and I got acquainted. I don't want this uh this podcast episode to be about my specific program that we've created and how I met Richard, but really to to showcase to others about the possibility of a holistic approach where we're focusing on our overall wellness and how that can have an indirect, healthy, long-term effect on habituation. So, yeah, Richard, your story is really powerful, and I'm so happy to showcase it to anyone who's listening. This is uh, podcast episode number four in the Puritanities podcast series. So make sure you check out the other episodes as well where we talk to different doctors, and different professionals, and then some individuals who have gone through their journey about what's the most important things to learn about tinnitus. Uh, Richard, I, I want to ask you a question, which I try to ask all of my guests. And feel free to take a moment to think about this. I didn't prepare you on this. Um, it's a very simple question. of, In these recent times, or in your life, what, are you, what is your favorite sound? What kind of sound, whether it's in nature or something that's man-made or a certain music, uh, what is your favorite sound, something that relaxes you and makes you feel really alive?
1: Well, one of my favorite, there's two of my favorite sounds, but one of them is the waves of the ocean, which I really love. It's very relaxing. And actually, when I go to sleep, I have that on, and it just helps me go to sleep. You know, just listening to the waves on the beach. And the other, the other sound I really enjoy is the sound of birds. So, uh, And when it comes to music, I'm a bit of a smooth jazz man, so I like, I like that sort of music as well. So they're my three favourite things, if that's any help.
0: Fantastic answer. Thank you so much. Richard, it was a pleasure to host you. And for anyone still listening, make sure you check out the next episode of the pure tinnitus podcast series. And you can go to our website, tinnitus.com for more resources. For anyone who's watching this who maybe has tinnitus related to stress, it can feel overwhelming at the beginning about how you tackle this, how you move forward, but really just focus on this next day, <clears throat> this next week, and what feels right in your body, what feels right to move forward with your tinnitus. Uh, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to me, Ben Thompson. If you have any questions, I'll try my best to answer them. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you real soon. So make sure you click that next video on the screen now if you wanna watch some of the other episodes and take care everyone.